The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Let's talk to the head coach of the Falcons right now. He joins us on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line, Arthur Smith, here on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Coach, welcome to town and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, Talk about what drew you to this job initially when you began this process. Well, there's a lot of factors. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to have a couple of interviews, so I got to talk to a few other teams, and as it got through this, it just seemed like the best fit from the top down, from Arthur Blank to Rich McKay, really the whole organization and the fit in the city of Atlanta. You know, I'm, I'm from the southeast, and it couldn't have worked out any better. As you made your way through this with an eye on whatever you thought you might want to do and hopefully get there someday – we talk a lot about what you see that you want to take from some coaches, but isn't part of it also what you don't want to be if you ever get this shot? Do you not look at people and go, if given the opportunity, I think I might do this a little bit differently? Is that is that also part of the makeup that gets you to this point and how you're going to address situations going forward? Absolutely. I think you learn from from every situation. If you, if you sit back and listen and, and go back and pay attention. I mean, certainly I've learned from myself mistakes I've made as a play caller, mistakes I make, I just call them lessons learned along the way. But you, you can certainly learn from things what not to do. Arthur Smith is with us, new Falcons coach. I love what you said about not having a bunch of yes-men on the staff. You want people to be creative. You want people to maybe challenge you to think a little bit. Maybe that goes against the grain for a lot of coaches out there, but you encourage not groupthink, but everybody coming up with their own ideas. Not all of them are going to work, but at least you're having a discussion. Absolutely. I mean, you got to be able to take risk. You want guys to, to challenge you. You don't want to get stale. I think that's the that happens sometimes. It's not like you're just going to print out the playbook from the year before in the game plan and say, "Here we go." And so, it, there's a natural evolution to it. We know foundationally what we want to want to be and how we want to play up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. But you know, your roster changes. You got to deal with injuries. There's so many factors that happen, and if you don't, if you're not able to adapt to it. You'll get passed up. I listened to the press conference yesterday. You don't strike me as a guy who's going to need a whole lot of time when you get the team together for the first time. In other words, it doesn't sound like there are going to be a ton of rules. It doesn't sound like you're going to be delivering some fire and brimstone speech. It sounds to me like you might actually just say, hey, we're going to go basics, and then we're going to find out about our relationship with each other going forward. How accurate might that be? It's fairly accurate. I mean, there's things, you know, you don't, you're not going to, Whenever we get together the first time, it's not like you have a win one for the Gipper and you come running out there and there we go. It's all changed. It takes time, like anything. There's a foundation that'll be laid. We'll do it. We'll do it in our own way. And uh, like I said, these things take time. There's a lot of hard work ahead of us, but that, that's fairly accurate. How, how about uh, rules? I don't know if there if there really is such a thing anymore. But can you just sort of give us an idea of what the message is and how you expect players to act? And it is a 24-7 business now. I know they get their time. There is a personal life, and I know you deal with that yourself. But but have you sort of, in your mind's eye, figured out what it is you want to stress at that moment? Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, some of that stuff will be private, you know, you have in the, in the team meetings. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, it's, it, you know, you get treated how you treat the team. We were looking for guys that are good teammates. We'll be fair, and we're going to hold our best players accountable. And, uh, we'll, you know, there'll be different rules. And I won't get to it on radio, but that's pretty much the gist of it. 
Arthur Smith is with us, Falcons' new head coach. As far as putting the staff together, do you have a timeline in your mind? I don't know how much you want to say on the radio again, but is there a plan in your mind as far as when you want to have this staff all put together? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that you don't want to do, just talking to other guys that have, have done this job and are current head coaches, there's a there's a constant theme. I mean, you got to take your time to get it right. Like, the worst thing in society now, everybody's attention span is about two seconds. So everybody wants instant gratification with it. You know, who's this, who's that? Like, we're close on a couple couple guys. You know, it's going to be a really thorough search, and, and we're going to take our time. I think the worst thing you can do is rush it, and then you don't have the staff you want year one, and, and then you're looking back trying to fix it. It's not what we want. Is it also a little bit out of line when people say, oh, look, let me pop in some uh, YouTube highlights of Tennessee. Oh, this is what he does. I, I mean, to think it's that simple is, is kind, of, kind of ridiculous, is it not? Well, certainly. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, there's a certain way we want to play up front, but things are built around it. Like, it's not like we're bringing Derek and A.J. and Court Davis and Janu and Ryan and, and Lawan and all the guys we had and Chapel and Ben Jones. So, like, I think a lot of times that happens. People go somewhere and you think, all right, you're bringing every piece of that. That's not true. Like, we have different strengths here. And then Terry and I, as we go through the roster, and like I said, it, the roster looked much different in the spring and it'll look different week one. And we'll, we'll play to the strength of that. And it's just, it, it, that's the thing. If you look at Tennessee, we played to how we were built there in terms of what those guys could do and the skill set. And you survived a bunch, if that's the right word to use, a bunch of coaching regime changes there. What did you take out of that? Because you had to adapt, I would imagine, just being on that staff and rising through the ranks as the coaching changes were made. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, saw, you know, been a year as a GA at, at UNC, you know, two years in Washington, a year at Ole Miss, and then 10 years in Tennessee. And I was really fortunate not to have to move because a lot of, as you guys know, there a lot of coaches who have to move everyone you know, year, every two years, and my family and I have been extremely fortunate. But we felt like I was in four different places in that same time because there was four different regimes, and there's a lot of things that I learned, took from a lot of good veteran coaches. Um, you know, and then, you know, a lot of times it's business when you're in there, depending on the job, like a lot of things in life, it's timing and luck, and you hope that you've done a good job, and they, they evaluate you for that. When you look at your progression, um, the idea that there were probably times where you were the guy shutting out the lights. Uh, you were the guy who was turning on the lights in the morning. Uh, I don't know work ethic-wise. You know, I know that was part of the conversation yesterday. But but the reality of that, I've always said when a guy works his way up through the ranks, and if you don't forget that, you know what you expect of people, and you know how difficult it is to do some of those jobs that are the underling jobs. How much do you think that respect for, for the building, for the people in the building, help will help you moving forward? Well, certainly, you know, you look at things like, you know, 10 years ago, do I think I, at that time and that point in my life that I, thought I could, that I think I could be a head coach? Sure. I think most of us think that, but there's so many things that I learned along the way and you don't, you don't skip steps. You have an appreciation for everybody's job. Um, and then you understand how every, you know, guys, you know, you ask a guy to do this. It's not instantaneous. I think a lot of times people skip steps in this profession, you know, just to, the man hours that goes into breaking a game down or, or getting things ready for practice. And, you know, everybody thinks that oh, you're just going to snap and, and tell somebody to do it and it happens. So you have an appreciation of how hard everybody's job is. Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons with us. And I know there wasn't much of a relationship between you and Terry Fontenot, but you're together and it seems like you both hit it off right out of the gate in your conversations. Talk about that process, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, you know, as I got closer, Terry and I started talking and obviously he has a extremely well thought of reputation and, and, you know, we, we share the same values. And so as we got into the 
the process. We knew, you know, obviously he was interviewing for GM jobs and I was interviewing for head coaching jobs. And so it's, it's a good relationship and it'll be built and it'll, we're going to be unified and it'll be a collaborative effort going forward. I don't really know if there is such a thing as an open door policy because there aren't enough hours in the day, but that is another thing, uh, whether it's with your coaching staff and everybody needs to get the work done in the amount of time. And if we have to stretch the amount of time, we will, but the relationship between player coach, the way that it worked as an assistant for you and how you think it might work as a head coach, what's, what's acceptable in terms of conversation when guys come to you wanting to know where they stand. Yeah. You just got to be direct and honest. You know, that's the thing when you take these jobs, whether you take a coordinator head job, I mean, you got to tell people the truth. Some of those are uncomfortable, but that's what we all signed. That's what we signed up for. So that's what I signed up for. And that's just, we know the profession we're, we're in. We're not, we're not victims. We know what we signed up for. That's kind of my approach. Be direct and honest. Can, can we ask when you got the phone call? Uh, we, we talked to a lot of baseball players that, hey, that moment where you're getting called up, uh, usually it's a phone call to a parent or somebody who's helped you along the way. I'm assuming you might have been in the house. Was your wife present when you actually got the phone call from Arthur Blank or Rich? No, I saw myself. I was actually uh, down in, in Florida, um, you know, just went to an interview. And so I was just waiting in a hotel room. And so I was by myself. So, you know, it was, it was very surreal. Uh, and then I called my wife and I called my dad to let him know. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacey Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. And, of course, your dad, Fred, is the owner of FedEx. Everybody knows the story, and everybody knows about your work ethic, so certainly there's no sense of entitlement there. But I like what you said about your dad. You're certainly going to use your dad as a resource because if there's anybody that kind of knows what he's talking about and has been through the highs and lows, it's your dad. Absolutely. I think, you know, I try to learn from everybody. You know, people that have been here in the building, it doesn't matter what your job is. You want to learn from people. And, and yeah, it's obviously a great asset to be able to, to call him and, and, and run things by him and just and not even just football, but just sometimes leadership, management issues, and things that are going on. So it's uh, I understand it's unique, but it, I've never known him anything other than my dad. So feel very fortunate. You're one of ten. I, I don't know if it, this. I'm asking for quick math. What was the most at one point that? How many kids at most were living in the house at once? Because I I've always said if you can survive in a bigger family, you know whether it's an older brother just 
doing what older brothers do or just actually trying yeah. to figure out what your lot in life is <laughs> and, and, and trying to play the game, the gamesmanship of that. How, how many kids were in the house at once growing up at any point for you? I think it, it was eight. You know, some of my older siblings, there's about a 12-year, 10-year difference mm-hmm. there. So they were going off to college when my younger sister, youngest sister and youngest brother were coming up. But there was, there was eight of us at one point, and there was seven of us there for a while. For a while. Uh, it's certainly chaos. I don't know how my mom kept her sanity, but uh, it was a great household to grow up in. You know, every you know everybody was always welcome at the house. It felt like if you were from Memphis and within a 12-year range, you're probably over at a house at one point or another. It was probably easier to draw up plays when you were younger as well. You had enough people to experiment. We certainly did. Yeah, I've got a lot of cousins here around my age. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you think of the whole? Obviously, the world was really crazy in 2020, and you guys navigated it well. You guys were a postseason team. But the, but the idea of 2021 going forward, we all have hopes. We all have big-picture sure. hopes. Um, any idea? Can you even game plan how you want to do this now, I guess, is the question, knowing that tomorrow or next week something curveball-wise could come in, and, and it's just going to change things anyway. Yeah, I mean, you got to plan things out. But like we ask our players, you're going to have to adapt and, you know, Depending on what we, we don't know, there is a great unknown. We don't know what the next hundred days are going to look like. We don't know the next six months, but you're going to have to plan it out and you're going to have to back a plan and another backup plan and be able to adjust. And that's what we did this past season. I think most teams handled it well. Uh, you know, it, the, the unsung heroes of that was the support staff, the people that made the, this past season is still going on. I don't think people realize how hard those everybody's job was. They moved meeting rooms, you know, they had the testing, the tracing. Uh, it was a pretty incredible effort. A lot of people, and I'm sure with a lot of teams. Obviously, not all teams are created equally. We talk a lot about coordinators' jobs here. You really only get a finite number of days to get ready for the next week. Um, but some teams, like on your end, if you're on offense and you're looking at defenses, they pop off the film. They just do things. They have more talented players. They they play better as a team. Isn't the greatest compliment a team can can get paid the idea that, wow, you are not easy to prepare for in the course of a week? Uh, physicality is certainly part of that. But isn't that – when you know that you've got a team, people respect it enough where they're putting in more hours. I'm sure you must have had weeks like that. Well, you know, there's a lot of factors into that. It depends when you're playing somebody. You know, a lot of times you, you see somebody early in the season, or unfortunately they've had some injuries at, at key spots. I and mean, there's, there's a lot of good coaches and players. You guys, you guys know that. I mean, it's different. I mean, sometimes it can be a little eerie when you're playing somebody and they're, and they're so simple, but they're talented. It's like, all right, they're just daring you to, to come right at them other teams and they may get you with more complicated schemes you know some third down package there's issues every week and as soon as you take somebody lightly like that's it's proven over and over again you'll get humble quick finishing up with arthur smith the new head coach of the falcons on the loud security systems newsmaker line before we let you go got to ask the proverbial question about your quarterback matt ryan your impressions of number two yeah matt, matt's a, matt's been a great player in this league um you know i'm fired up to, to work with matt ryan i got a ton of respect for him um and just excited to get to know I and mean, really excited to get to know all these guys on the team. I mean, there's a lot of good pieces here that you know, we're going to expand on it. And, and so I'm in the process now of getting to know that. And like I said, it, obviously a quarterback's a key position in the NFL. We all know that, but there's, so it, it's about everybody and it'll be about the team and all these guys. They'll be all be treated equally and fair. Uh, Terry made a point yesterday, and I think you sort of alluded to it. Terry was pretty emphatic about it. The idea of talking about rosters now isn't really, it's not fair to staff. It's not fair to players. It's not fair to anybody. Look, we were prepared to ask you, what do you think you need to do? Does this guy have to stay? Does he have to go? And then I kind of got stopped in my tracks yesterday when both of you pointed out that, yeah, we're really not. I'm trying to put together a staff before I talk about players that I haven't coached yet. 
Can we get through that? Is You do know that we take crap if we don't ask you about stuff like you know, that, but you yeah. sort of stopped it pretty quickly. Well, yeah, we all got jobs to do, and, and I certainly it just – but the thing is, that, to just tell you the truth, I mean, that is the truth. I'd love to give you a hot take. Like I'm sitting here like uh, like I'm on, you know, first take or something like that. I can't do that. I mean, it's – you sure? The is, there, there's Are a you sure, Coach? Process to get it right. It might help us a little bit if you just had <laughs> half a hot take at this point. No, <laughs> I'll let you guys think of the hot takes. Uh, I'll just tell you the truth, and that's the truth. Is it's going to be a long evaluation process. All right, last one. Otherwise, I'm full of it. The, tr- <laughs> the truth here is the, the most exciting number that you bring from Tennessee, and you're not bringing the players, so everybody does understand that. But your red zone offense, you're scoring, uh, I think, right. second in the NFL. If there's one thing that jumped off – who, who do we hire? Wait. Oh, God, that number. That's the one that everybody around here gravitated to pretty quickly. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a, it's a credit to everybody. But just I think the thing that helped us the most is that we spread the ball around and, uh, you know, we'll throw it to anybody. So whether you're, you know, tight end, the third tight end, the, the backup tackle, certainly the receivers, running backs, we don't care. What about Julio at a back pylon? What about Julio at a back pylon? We've been asking for that one for a long time around here. <laughs> I will find ways to get get, get everybody the ball. That's a, that, that'll be a big part of my job. Make sure we we can, we can spread the ball around and put these guys in the right spots. But again, we'll we'll get into any personnel group and we'll, we'll spread the ball around. Well, coach, we know you got a lot of yeah. things to take care of. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Best of luck to you, and hopefully we can talk again real soon. Congratulations. Yeah, to you and your family. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best.